No mai haramai to the Kia Order podcast series. I'm Waimiri Dangi, otherwise known as Midi, Mids, Lil Mids, Midi Moo, or the Little Blonde Moldy Girl. Join me for a podcast series where we'll be having a corridor with friends who are doing freaking cool things to strengthen areas of their whare tapafa. We'll find out how they've done what they have and hear their tips to empower you to balance your well-being. So grab a paddle, jump on this waka, and let's start a journey into living our best lives. I come from a lineage of motherless daughters. My mother lost her mother to cancer when she was 14. My grandmother lost her mother to tuberculosis when she was 12. And my great-grandmother lost her mother to influenza when she was very young. My mother is the first living grandmother in our whakapapa for four generations, so she is a powerful matriarch for my family and wider whānau. I've witnessed her inspiring journey with mental health and I am pleased to have her come share her story and tips to help you strengthen your mental well-being. Trigger warning, this podcast discusses mental illness, depression and suicidal thoughts which may be upsetting for some people. Kia ora te whanau, no mai hoki mai to episode 4 of the Kia Ora podcast. I'm here with my mum. Kia ora mum. Kia ora daughter. <laughs> Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. He uriau no hokianga, ko Napuhi te iwi, ko Linda Takuengawa. I'm the mother of six babies within a blended family. I have one son, five daughters and three treasured mokopuna and counting. Nice. So thanks for coming to talk to us on the Kia Ora podcast about the importance of mental well-being or te tahahiningaro and te whare tapawha. What does mental well-being or tahahiningaro mean to you? Um, mental well-being for me has a vast definition and meaning. Particularly it means healthy minds and it looks at education, learning, empowerment, resilience. But in the context of today's kōrero, and in my most recent journey, I'm going to relate to Henenaro from a mental health lens, mm-hmm. particularly because it's World Suicide Prevention Day this week. So in terms of today's context of it, which is mental health, how important do you think that is? When I think about uh, mental health, I think about how the if you think about the brain, it has all of these nerve endings that run through your body and they're sort of like tentacles. So they go all throughout. It's like a command centre. Your brain is the command centre driving your body. So it's looking at the way that you think, the way you feel, the way you function. So it's very holistic when it when we're talking about mental health. It also includes mind, body and soul. Yeah. So they're very interconnected when it comes to te whare tapawha. Yeah, I agree that te tahahiningaro is the big control centre and we need to strengthen that, our mental well-being, in order for all those other aspects of our health and well-being, or te whare tapawha, to thrive. So I've asked you to come in and speak on this particular kaupapa because I've seen your journey with Te Tahahiningaro and I think it's inspiring. Thank you. So tell the listeners a bit about that journey of yours with mental well-being. Okay, well, it's been really, really, really tough. There's been lots of trials and challenges that I've had to overcome and turn into stepping stones. When I was 14, I lost my mother to breast cancer and that was a huge, huge milestone. My father remarried about a year later to what I felt like was the Wicked Witch of the West. Um, and then when I, when I was around 17, I was asked to leave home. Um, by the time I was 19, I had my first baby. And then when I, a couple of years later, I had two babies and I was a single mother studying. I was married for 20 years 
and just recently I got divorced, which really triggered all of this raru that had gone on in my life. So I was back to ground zero and I started to suffer from depression. Yeah, and along with my siblings, we saw the effects that had on you firsthand. And so I witnessed what it felt like for you when you were in that dark hole. But do you want to share with the listeners what that was like for you? For me, the way that I would describe it, it's like a total eclipse of the sun. It's darkness, it's really dreary, it's really thick and gloomy, and it's a really tough place to be. I was absolutely depleted. I was in a mode of suffering. I It was hard for me to get anywhere. I describe it as um, I was like, on the side of a sand dune and trying to dig myself out and the sand just kept coming down. It was just such a tough place to be. And do you want to touch on the big pit that you had um, last year with that? The hardest and the biggest trial I had was I did suffer from suicidal thoughts and it had a huge effect on the way that I was operating. Um, I was imploding and... I identified that I was a risk to the mother of my children. So I, I lost my mother when I was 14, so I do understand what it's like to be motherless. So I was really aware that I had become a risk to my own children because I was thinking about taking my life. How did you come out of that? Because now you're absolutely winning at life, Mum. So much more positive energy and I see that you have goals now and you you know you want to do things in the future and you are radiant and the other day you were saying you want to be someone who is radiant that other people want to be around and I truly believe you are so what sorts of things did you do to come out of that pit you were in cool okay well cool I just gave you a big compliment (laughs) thanks Mitty (laughs) Thank you so much. It was a huge effort. It took 12 months to actually dig myself out of that pit. For me, what I went through and experienced was that I went through suffering. Then I felt like I was just surviving. Um, Then I began to start fighting um, my mind and my thoughts until finally, like you said, now I'm thriving. Mm. And those things happened through some really important places that I started, which was from prayer and karakia using gratitude. So to support that, you and I would, would text each other three things we were grateful for every day, and that yeah. was really, really helpful. I also did journaling to help get my thoughts out of my mind and onto paper away out of me. Um, meditation and manifest manifestation that really helped meditation was just really really helpful to help calm my mind and thoughts and then getting into nature I really enjoy bushwalking and going to the beach being in water so that was really helpful and those were all things that didn't cost anything I didn't need any resource I could just do those things for myself Awesome. So those are things that you can yeah, do on your own and independently. What things did you do externally to help yourself? Great. Well, I talked to my friends. I let them know how I was feeling and my family. I was really open with them once I got to a stage where I could talk about it. Um, I actually created a group on Messenger called Village Knowles just for my special friends and whānau that could help me um, cheer me along as I was trying to go through this journey so I'd let them know when I wasn't feeling good and I'd that they would just pop in and say hey how are you doing so that was really helpful and I got kicked out of that group chat 
You did, because you're not much of an owl, so you, thought, <laughs> you couldn't help. No, yeah, but anyway, I, I just thought it was a sensitive group, so I thought, no, I better remove you from it. Yeah. I also um, actually went to my doctor and spoke to him, and he was absolutely amazing. Yeah, he was I cool. got into some counselling, so that was helpful as well. Awesome. So is there any final, because those were all really good strategies and tips for people who are wanting to strengthen their taha hiningaro or mental well-being, is there any final advice or tips you have for them? I'd like to talk to the listeners out there who might have friends or whānau that are going through depression or feeling low and sad, is that just to sit with them, just to be beside them. There's no pressure for you to make them feel happy because sometimes that is just a huge amount of energy that they just don't have and they just need someone to be there, to sit there. And do you have any final words of wisdom for people who are actually in it and suffering? Um, To those suffering depression and suicidal thoughts and behaviours, when I was in this space, I made a deal with myself that before I acted on my thoughts, that I would wait 24 hours and I would tell someone. That deal saved my life. Kia kaha, kia ora. Tēnei te mihi kia koutou. Thank you so much for listening to the Kia Order podcast. Please follow Kia Order podcast on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter to find more episodes and catch up on any you might have missed. Sharing the podcast online or with your friends and whānau helps so much in spreading healthy living advice to others who may really need it. Hei kuna. If you or someone you know needs help, you can find a list of contact details in the show notes for this episode, and if you're in New Zealand, you can free text or call 1737.